Welcome to the Vismaski Classics podcast, Usha Tulevi. Vismaski Classics is the long distance ski championships with 35 pro teams. In season 12, there are 15 races in 12 event locations, bringing pro team athletes and recreational skiers together. On this podcast series, we'll analyze the events on the Pro Tour and the Challenger Series, portray the legends of the sport, and help you to become a better skier. Hello, folks. Once again, what a great day. It is a day for Usha to Levy podcast. And today we are going to take a look back in time a little bit. We are going to evaluate and analyze the roller ski season, so-called summer season. So much has happened. And of course, Klaar Evslopet, 90 kilometer roller ski race is uh, behind us. That took place this Sunday. Uh, I am your host, Teemu Virtanen, and my guest today is Team Ramudden's director, Gustav Koskren. Good to have you on our show. It must have been an exciting time for you guys. Max Novak's been pretty much unbeatable when it comes to roller skiing. Yeah, thank you. Nice to be in this podcast again. Uh, yeah, we have some of this uh, roller ski season and uh, it's really good. And uh, Max Novak, that must be the top headliner for this small season, I think, right? Indeed, and we will talk about the season, Max and your team and so forth. But before we get there, so generally speaking, uh, how, how have you been this summer? I mean, I know you're working and you're also uh, overseeing your, your team, but you told me that uh, pretty soon you'll be able to uh, leave your actual job aside and focus on skiing full-time. Yeah, uh, you know, there's been quite a fast development of this team for since we started it four years ago uh, and it's of course it's uh, taken more and more time and, uh, and that it's becoming better and better they need more and more time from from me from other persons in the in around them so uh, I have uh, from the first of November I will uh, work full-time with the team that's a good thing. You get to focus yep. on your team and, and travel with them uh, for the new season. It'll be an interesting season. But as I said, now we will take a, uh, go back and take a look at the, uh, the roller ski season. Uh, that pretty much started at late late uh, July or early August. Go through not every single race, but you know a little bit of a, the races. And of course, ending with a Clara Evslop. But there are still some races to come. For example, uh, the Thursday they had the race in, uh, in Norway. Uh, the uphill race uh, so but pretty much the roller ski season is is all, uh, behind us and we are getting ready for the winter season so that'll be next for us before we start analyzing the roller ski season let's talk about the importance of something like this because this is relatively new uh, phenomena or thing to to do happen actually that we have these so many races that kind of we we can really call it a season a summer season yeah. but as a, as a as a coach or a team director how do you see the importance of something like this is it important to have another season uh, 
yeah, for us it is uh, really important. We have uh, for the last three years, last year was yeah the pandemic year, but uh, we have been focusing on uh, priority on uh, going to these races uh, when we now have afford can afford it also, uh, uh, rather than having camps ordinary camps uh, because we see it as you know cross-country skiers have the the longest four season of all sports in the world i think or something like that so we need to split it up uh, and uh, it's really perfect to have this roller ski season in the august beginning of september to to have more blocks in the four season training so we can have a uh, like a rest period after the season, in the, the winter season, and then start up training in the summer, uh, come in pretty good shape, and then you uh, have a really uh, quality and mentally uh, racing season with the roller skiing, and then we uh, arrest after this now for a week or 10 days or something then then we start to build up uh, for the winter season again so it's uh, suiting us really really good that is a good point of view so is that to say that uh, you are reducing the number of uh, training camps and replacing yeah. them with these really hard and extensive uh, roller ski races yeah we, we do that because um, my experience is that of course like it's not exactly the same same thing at like in the winter when you compete and uh, you know it's flat races high speed you got the draft and all that things but still uh, you come to races uh, you mentally prepare you you get the check in your for your physical status you learn things uh, you meet other people in the other teams or and other competitors um, it's um, it's important things to to um, yeah to keep alive during this long 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 four season now that kind of goes back to what Matthias Reck uh, told us on our podcast uh, your uh, coach your team's coach and also the cycling coach that he believes in these blocks and he sees these races as, as a big block uh, yeah. and where you had need to push yourself a little bit, then recover and get ready for another block. So exactly. it seems to fit you guys yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I think we will, I hope that uh, it will get uh, more adapt in other teams also. So we, because I think this roller ski season, we have had it for, for a couple of years, there have been some kind of uh, world tour before this uh, roller ski tour. Um, but I think with uh, also more and more young people and more and more uh, hobby skiers are doing roller skiing, then I think it will be easier for for um, for clubs and etc. to to do these events, and it will be more events. Uh, through the summer, I think, in the future, roller skiing. So, um, yeah, I think it's got the potential to be some kind of future future tour or future season. So if I understand you correctly, you are looking for another Visma Ski Classics Pro Tour type of thing, maybe shorter, but within the, the world of roller skiing. 
I think it will be some kind of tour in the in the in the summer again. I, I do believe so, but still, uh, for us as a, a pro team, when we are the winter is the priority, we will still have this this period, August September. We will not do roll skis races throughout the whole summer it will be too much uh, so we will have a concentrated block in this this period i think so you would say it's kind of like what it is now like a five four five six intensive weeks and you have all these roller roller ski races there and then you can start focusing on the winter yeah it, you know it, it's it's a really big events with the Blink Festival and the Top Idrottsvecka, Alliansloppet and also Klarösloppet. It's uh, big events and it's really good to, to be in those events also. It's really nice and uh, good people around it. So, But if that is the case, if something like that really materializes and we get another tour like that, as you said, there's been some initiatives like that uh, haven't really materialized in Completely. But if that were to happen, do you think that then maybe uh, there's a risk that uh, it becomes a completely a different sport that would start getting these roller ski professionals, a specialist, or does it even matter? Uh, for us, I, I think we will see specialists. Um, and um, But for us, it's... Uh, important also you have the roller ski um, uh, when you have the world championships and the swedish cup and the swedish championships also uh, where you have uh, really good roller skiers that are definitely better than the cross-country skiers who's doing roller skiing uh, uh, then also it's the kind of the material thing also with the roller ski and how to standardize things like that or just keep it uh, open. You can trim or use whatever wheels you like and do the, I don't know what's most fair because it's still another kind of sport. And for us, it's just, uh, it's training in a bigger perspective just with the, not only with the physical thing, it's also this mental thing and this yeah, being on competitions. And we are still a winter competition team. So, um, yeah, we see it as just have a nice, nice uh, month with good events competing. And yeah, it's not that we're not keep we're not. Um, uh, taking it too hard, if you understand what I mean. Of course, I do. And uh, but you're right. I mean, it's it's interesting to kind of see the development of, of roller skiing, and 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 also an interesting point is that uh, your athletes or pro team athletes, uh, by winning a race, by winning a challengers event, they can get fifty points mm -hmm. towards the uh, champion and and the youth category you know the competitions do you think it's a good thing that roller skiing is included that way uh yeah it was uh, some years ago the first uh, first time you could uh, see thing 
to Vasaloppet through a roller ski race. I think that was Allianz Loppet. And now we have several roller ski races. We can do the same thing. So um, with this uh, Challengers event, you get 50 points. I think it's um, as now for this uh, Visma Ski Classic season this year, I think we have 14, 15 events throughout the season. So it's hard to get these 50 points in a, another way than go a roller ski race. So. And then, of course, uh, uh, it's a lot of competitions in the northern part of in Sweden, Norway. Uh, we may have easier to get some kind of points than Germans or French. Or, but uh, still, I see in the in the standings that uh, we have Germans, we have uh, Russians, we have Sweden, Sweden, people from Sweden, Norway, uh, Australia. Uh, Finland, uh, yeah, etc. So it's taking points, so it's, it's good to see. It is indeed uh, really good to see. And when we look at the season, the roller ski season, or these events that have taken place, of course, we need to take a look at the challengers events first. Uh, in addition, we have some other big races. You mentioned the national championships in Sweden, Finland, Norway. We also have those. The world championships took place. A uh, bit of a scandalous with the roller skis out there. Uh, but looking at the challengers, let's start from there. And then we can talk about the Blink Festival and, and, and uh, Top Erzvek. And those are probably the two really big uh, Norwegian uh, events to be included. But the season pretty much started, the challenger season, Bosta Mölle. That was way back in June. And yeah. then uh, Tottenrullen also in June in, in Norway. Then we had a Weimarathon uh, at the end of uh, July. And then that's pretty much where the season uh, got pretty uh, intensive. Then Allianz Loppet, that, that was, of course, a big, big race. Ring Fry uh, in Austria. You mentioned uh, Central Europeans and the Austrian uh, race that was a skating race there, Vanemerullen, uh, and then we had the new race in Östersund called One Partner Group Loppet, then the one in Finland, Lake Saimaa Roller Ski Marathon, and then Klar Elfs Loppet. So quite many roller ski races yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine since early June. A lot of races there. Mm. Yeah, we we haven't competed all of them, but we still have. Uh, I think uh, our athletes have made nine, ten races uh, in one and a half months now. Uh, so that's a good season, ten races. That is really a good season, and then of course, as I said, we have a Blink Festival and huge event in Norway, and the uh, the uh, the um, the other one as well that I uh, mentioned. Uh, let's now start analyzing this a little bit. We're not going to take it race by race, more kind of your general uh, uh, notions and observations of the season. Uh, yeah, um, if we, the, the early races, Boston, Mölle, uh, which we competed in, uh, we were down, there on the camp, so we uh, pre-camp, pre-camp, so we raced that. Uh, that's um, was a quite hard race. It was not the 
the original track that they are planning to to do, Bosta Mölle. It was a, a tougher track, but it's shorter. Uh, but it was really warm and uh, sunny that day, so it was hard for the athletes when they came from pretty much resting for the from the winter season. So, uh, but uh, that was a special race, so nothing to, you know, not so much to analyze or look into. It was so early in the season, but then we came into this uh, August uh, and we started off with this Vai Marathon and uh, that was uh, the first time I was really impressed and saw um, Axel Jutteström in in, um, Ekohus. He's been really, really good in this season and he started off in in that race. And also, of course, uh, it was Max and Emil Persson who challenge for the win there it was really close between them two emil was uh beaten max in that uh sprint finish so that was actually that was the only race where he was beaten max alliance lopet i think was that next for you guys or did you do something and then we went to to blink festival and oh that's right uh, correct yeah that was no uh, no race for the challenger but it was a this really tough uphill race, um, Lisa Botten up when they where they double pulled. Uh, there we had Andrew Musgrave who went in the double pulling class instead of skating. Uh, he thought that was much easier than to skate up. So uh, hat off for him. And he, like two years ago, he was the best. He was the best there and. Uh, uh, I was also impressed by uh, our own uh, Johannes Eklöv in that uphill race, who uh, finished uh, second. Uh, we had some, uh, and also Morten Eide Pedersen, he was uh, really going for it because it was two sprints in that uphill and he was going really tough on those sprints, but still was uh, among those in the in the top and in the end so uh, he impressed a lot and also in the women's category we had uh, Lena who won that race uh, and uh, yeah can for two years ago she also raced that um, that uphill race and I think she was like she had four minutes better time or something <laughs> uphill this year, so she have improved a lot. But still, it was quite different. She had a period of a really bad shape and sickness two years ago, and now she had yeah this top season behind her. So she's on, at another level. But still, it's really good to to see the development also in these standardized uphill climbs. Uh, but then we have a really special uh, relay in Blink Festival. And, yeah, that was uh, interesting one, really. Yeah, it was. They tried it out last year with uh, in 12 hours, uh, but it was too long, I think. But this year it was in eight hours, eight-hour relay. And it was, um, of course, it was really tough and for the athletes, but still it was achievable. Or how to say it was, um, 
Yeah, it was really intense eight hours, I would say. Speaking of those two, actually, and then you continued after that was Topi Hitesfekan, and, and, and again, an uphill race there, a little bit of shorter ones. Do you think that those double polling uphill races, they're kind of interesting additions uh, to the mix, but should those also be introduced uh, in the winter? You know, tour, something um, like that? Uh, like a special tough challenges. Yeah, some. It's, um, I think they have there's space for for have them as uh, events, of course, uh, but they should not be as 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 important as a original long distance ski race. Um, it's like a good event for. A more spectacular thing when you can look at it and it's bringing a new dynamic to the sport and everything and it's like having a small sprint at the stadium two days before the race where you have big crowd or and uh, a good atmosphere a good event so but um, it's also interesting to see just how to double pull or double pull uh, contra one who was having uh, grip wax and doing an uphill and see what what will happen and who will be first up so um, and the strongest double puller is the long distance skier so have that challenge you have to mix it with the long distance skiers but you're saying they should be like side events not... yeah I have the feeling that it should be that or this year I think we have a, a pro team um, a pro uh, tour event that uh, includes like an uphill race uh, and uh, one is okay but if it will come more I think we'll have to look at it if yeah depending how how much importance it brings to this uh, total overall and then what about the relay type of thing? That's more long distance. You guys did it for eight hours, something like that, like extra long, maybe in a relay format or something similar. Yeah, it's the same with the, that kind of event. Also, it's really interesting to, to bring a new type of perspective to to the sport um, and how, how important it should be in some kind of cup or something in the overall I don't think it should be too much, but still, I think it's it's interesting to have some kind of that format. If you're going from uh, Salem to Mura in a relay, or if you're going like this, uh, uh, a, a loop where you can change every 30 minutes or something like that, a long distance really relay uh, is an interesting format in somehow. Just as uh, yeah spectacular event or something yeah of course we always need to explore new things and going yeah. back to the uh, the kind of the season analysis summer season uh, evaluation then after uh blink festival in top was the next big thing not a challenger event but of course it's a huge huge event and we also have to point out that many of the world cup skiers were present at these events as well yeah yeah there were um a really good uh, starting field in Topidosveka. It's um, 
you know, like Max said when he was at the starting area and he looked at everyone who was there, he was definitely not thinking, I'm going to win this race. Uh, if you see all the, yeah, we have a lot of nationalities there, of course, not as much as earlier year, but still you have also like hundreds of Norwegian guys who some of them are in top extremely good shape so <laughs> it's really hard to make results there and the same in the the women's category also uh, a lot of good traditional skiers to compete with and it's a really tough track on Hitra also it's a steep uphill so it's a, a lot of a diagonal uh, diagonal uh, uphills for your diagonal for like two two and a half three minutes so um, tough track but then max uh, <laughs> did win the race so <laughs> yeah that was the yeah the most impressive i think everything every race when she, he had won this year is really impressive but that one was uh, uh he was <laughs> extremely good and it was tough competition there and uh uh, yeah, it was really cool when he went for it first in the breakaway and then one after another day he he went away from them so yeah, that was cool and it was still yeah you know the bunch behind who was chasing it was really good guys there also so yeah so what did and, he uh, also interesting to see in the ladies ladies race there with Astrid who was uh, in good shape again so it's good to see indeed we are actually going to talk about the individual skiers mm -hmm. a little bit later on let's go by event by event a little bit here mm -hmm. uh, but uh, going back to max uh, if he didn't think that he could win and he uh, he won the race what did he uh, say to you after the race what was his first uh, like a comment uh do you remember helt sjukt sick <laughs> It was sick. It's sick. How is it possible? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it must have been a big, big surprise for him yeah. as well. So, yeah. But of course, then after that, uh, Allianz Loppet, correct? Uh, probably the biggest ski, roller ski race in the world. Uh, and that's a different type, type of course, 48 kilometer course in Sweden. I think that was next for you guys, correct? Yeah. Uh, it was Allianz Loppet. Uh, we made uh, two races there. First was an uh, individ individual uh, with individual start 15 kilometers on Thursday and then we went for the Allianz Loppet on Saturday. Really good event. Uh, and then after that we I think it was in Sweden it was some of the uh, teams who went for uh, uh, What's, what's the name of the Vänamorullen? Mm -hmm. And yes, uh, some uh, stayed in around Östersund and went uh, one partner group, Loppet. Um, yeah. And also uh, on the same weekend, you know, Ringfry took place in Austria and Salzburg. But uh, of course, yeah. none of your skiers were there. And that was a skating race, 42 kilometer challenger event out there as well. But you mentioned Vannemarullen, a new addition to the Challengers. Anything to say about that race? 
Now, the, the most interesting thing there, there was this, the, that uh, you saw the complex thing about using different or the same uh, type of roller skis. Uh, nothing to this, the, the, the top, uh, top pro skiers uh, wasn't the first one who made it to the finish. It was an older guy with uh, another type of roller skis, but still he made a really impressive race. He was really good, but probably, I should say, he had quite better uh, roller skiers, ski than the rest of the bunch who was competing for the victory. So, um, But um, nothing to say about that. He, he was really in, in impressive and he was the fastest guy to the finish, uh, but it, it brings the the question also how to how to do these races in a how should you say fair way or unfair way? How should you bring your own roller skis to the race, or should you, the event have the roller ski for the competitors? That is a good good question, and, and uh, you're right about that one particular, not just of Anamarulim, but it has happened quite many times that uh, the amateur skiers or recreational skiers starting behind using faster skis uh, uh, can uh, stir up the, you know, the proceedings a little bit, you know, cause some, you know, <laughs> you know uh, havoc in a sense that they, they go uh, much faster. It happened a little bit at Klaravis Lopet uh, this year as well when the... Yeah. Uh, you know the uh, the men recreational skiers behind elite women caught up with the you know the ladies. I think oh. it happened two years ago at Elvis Lopet when uh, someone from behind uh, was actually using faster skis and had like the top lead you know uh, 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 split times for a while. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, so that can happen quite a lot. That's a, that's a big question. Let's talk about that a little bit before we move on, move on. What do you think should, should should be done? Of course, for the elite skiers, the good thing is that the skis are actually given. They are handed out to you if you're an elite skier, and they all use the same same skis and the same wheels. So it's pretty even out there. But the question yeah, comes... It is, uh, yeah, absolutely. When you have uh, quality uh, brands also, so have, they are more similar to each other than... Uh, it, it's, they have to be standardized also so they haven't gone any races so they have gone uh, like yeah, the same distance before the roller skis so if they should be as uh, close to each other as possible um, but if you bring your if like there's some rule, there's some rule. There's rules uh, about this. Uh, how which roller skis you can use at the events because of the the seeding system to the Vasaloppetan, etc. Uh, so in the rule book you have uh, rule book you have this uh, the brands and which wheel you can use to compete, and they should be like quite similar. But still, they are not really similar, these wheels. And you can do things with the, the wheels so they uh, are better than the, the ones when you buy it in the store. Um, so it's, it, it's kind 
you try to do it similar, but it's more unsimilar the wheel than if you go to the uh, the real competitors where you uh, trim the the best wheels you can get on the market, uh, like in the World Championships when everyone. Not in every way. So we still had this this race when they had the wheels who didn't the wheels that collapsed. But if they have the competition wheels, everyone is using their own wheels, the best wheels in the world. They are more similar than trying to this this system they have now. I think. Okay, so basically, what you're saying is we should go. Uh, and do like they do in the winter time. I mean, you have your skis; it's up to waxing. Uh, so we just have a free, uh, free game out there. Every, everybody can use his or her own skis and trim them or fix them any which way. No, I'm not saying that we are going that way because then we have another issue that we have the safety issue. It's going too fast with those wheels. It's uh, for us as when we just doing this for. Yeah, not for fun, but yeah, of course for fun, but uh, for training and some kind of uh, preparing for the winter season, it will be too risky for us to go these races on too fast wheels. So we need to bring it down to uh, to bring down the speed for us, just to have more safety in the in the traffic. Sometimes we go with cars, uh, and we're not it's not closed roads all the times and tough corners and uh, bad uh, tarmac and whatever it's uh, too big risks if i have too fast wheels so but for if you compare it to the to the winter um, when we are like we have different skis we have different grinding we have different powders we have different uh, whatever we are still closer with the skis to each other in the teams than if we go with this wheel type two from different brands. You're right. I mean, it's uh, and it's not just the the wheel numbers as you as you mentioned earlier. You can always tweak them a little bit. You know, fix yeah. them, and uh, you know, just the the you know the wear out. I mean, if you used your skis for a, lo- a long time, of of course the wheels tend to get faster and faster compared to the, the brand new wheels, even if you have the same number. That's uh, an issue as well, particularly if you can bring your own and then the elite skiers are given uh, from the same patch. You know, it's a, uh, there are many issues, of course, that we're not going to solve here, but we, it's good to point out. Yeah. Kind of the but the best, uh, the best competition, I think, when have been when we have brand new wheels from uh, from a from a good brand where you just pick up your roller ski, go to the start and race, and it's the, the, like around the number three on the on the wheels that uh, that suit uh, our elite best right now, I think. Indeed. And then moving on from Bannermerullen, uh, the following day on September fifth, the, the new race in Östersund took place. Uh, of course, it was the first time that one one partner group Loppet there uh but a good race nevertheless uh anything you want to say about that particular race uh yeah it's um it's a really cool race in uh with this uh old uh, railway track uh, that have been um, put tarmac on uh, it's extremely flat uh, i think the 
it's like just one percent uphill downhill um, and uh, it's really good to have this the the finish line in uh, in the middle of the town so a good atmosphere and a really good event and then after that uh, was one race in finland Lake Saimaa Roller Ski Marathon. Of course, your guys didn't participate in that, but I was there uh, to watch it. Uh, a good step forward, you know, for Finland to have something like this. And the really cool thing was that the Russian uh, winter team came by. Yeah. And of course, uh, Maxim Bileksanin uh, won the race, uh, followed by uh, Semiakin, Alexei Semiakin, and then in, uh, in the women's side, uh, also uh, Olga Chareva, if I remember correctly, uh, won the yeah. race. And then we had some Finnish skiers and and um, Terry Pollari, for example, my uh, my future uh, co-host of the Finnish podcast. So she was there. So some good skiers, Heli Heiskanen, uh, the marathon skier, and so forth. Uh, as I said, good step uh, for Finland because we don't have as many races as you guys do in Sweden and Norway. We had the Finnish nationals, you know, roller ski nationals. This is pretty much the only sort of a mastard roller ski race. Uh, and then the last weekend's Klar Els Loppet. Many call it the Vasa Loppet on roller skis. 90-kilometer race, really nice. It's a perfect, you know, uh, paved road uh, or the uh, bike path where built on an old uh, railroad. Not that, the course is not really that difficult and you mentioned the speed earlier. Over there, uh, the guys, uh, everybody used Skigog skis number two and uh, really fast pace. And if you uh, think about the uh, the men's uh, winning time, wasn't that like three hours and 15 minutes or something like yeah. that? I mean, that's really fast. But uh, what do you want to say about Clara? I was a little bit. Of course, Max once again won. And Lena had a really tough, tough fight against uh, Hanna Falk. Yeah. Um... Uh, the men's race uh, that was um, I can start with the, the women's race it was uh, not so many uh, girls at the start line it was uh, a pity it was only like 10 girls or something uh, and it turned out pretty fast to be just as we maybe expected also to be Lena and Hannah who was uh, uh, moving away and um, but as we presumed also the the hobby skiers who started five minutes after the the elite women they called up the, the lena and hannah after like 40 kilometers or something and so but that didn't affect the race too much because when they started to to, to speed up at the, at the sprint point and also when Lena tried to move away from Han a couple of times they were much faster than this and the, than the hobby skiers but they were keep coming back to the girls uh, uh, after a while when the speed went down uh, but it was a sprint finish and Hannah was the fastest uh, and she was also the fastest on the two sprints before so uh, uh, if I just analyze what happened behind, it's um, interesting to see uh, Lager 157's 
uh, young athlete. Uh, what's her name? Uh, the one who raced the the race. Yeah, yeah. Linnea Johansson, maybe. Yes. I think yeah. I think so. Yeah. She was third. Um, so in the sprint finish, she, she beated Julia Angelsjö for and take the, took the the podium. That was good to see, and um, also good to see our own new uh, youth, Ida Palmberg, who had problem with one of her wheel who on the roller ski actually that was uh, yeah what do you say not functioning perfectly oh, did it get stuck a little she, bit or uh, uh yeah it got stuck a little bit so uh, she was like going on one leg uh, but uh, she made it to the finish line and good, did a really good race so so it's good to see these young youngsters uh, who's coming now that is just like 19, 20, 21, 22 years old in both gen genders. Um, they are they are really good, fast. And being brave so, enough to do a long distance like, like yep, 90k. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and then the men's race. Yeah, the men's race. Uh, there was uh, a split early when Stian Barry uh, went away together with uh, Help Me Out. Uh, with the Hawk and something I can't remember. I, I commentated the race, yeah. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a new guy. We, I, even Irvin and I, we didn't yeah. really recognize him there. You know, no. that, that I, think, well, I don't I think it was uh, the plan for Stian to get away, but he, he went away with, and then uh, he just went for it. Um, and uh, they got over two minutes at one point, I think. So uh, we had uh, we had coaches who were giving time to to our skiers, and uh, when it was, I think it was like two eleven or something. Uh, Max uh, told uh, Johannes and Herman in our team to now you, you have to start helping out and get some more. <laughs> from other teams to help us out to, to chase down Stian, this is not good. So after they, that, uh, Johannes and Hermann went for it and uh, and chased down Stian. Um, and that was really, really good. But directly after that, I think it was a new uh, group who went away. Uh, but that one was chased down also so in the end the, all the guys were together when they came to uh, 10 80 kilometers when it was 10 kilometers left there was one point where we had talked uh, the day before where max should do maybe his his the same thing as he had done the other races try to go for a break away alone short to the finish line and uh, he went away and uh, but uh, this time he there was one guy who managed to stay with him uh, it was uh, uh, yes yeah uh, really impressive of him i think to to see that was that max level surprised by him. the way was Max surprised that Seaman was behind, behind? Yeah, yeah. I think he, first he, when he heard that there was someone who was moving closer 
um, he thought it was Nygaard, uh, but he was thinking, oh, okay, okay, okay. When he come, I just asked him if he wanted to, um, to pull. So when he heard he was close in the back, he, he stepped aside, and then he, then he saw it. Uh, it was uh, Nordly. So he was, I think, it was quite surprised. But he he said that he has seen that he he looks good. So. But uh, yeah, what was really impressive, and also impressive that they they were they weren't chased down in that speed. Uh, it's kind of unreal, actually. It was, and it was a tough uh, breakaway when uh, Max did it. I mean, he sped up, he really mm. increased his tempo, uh, and it was pretty amazing. They was able to keep that up, and as you said, very impressive performance you know uh, from uh, Nudley that he actually let Ma Max go and then caught up with him yeah and stayed there almost to the end of course right uh, before the uh, the finish Max was able to find put another gear and and uh, leave him behind but he stayed second yeah so. yeah there was a uh, half minute down to Nygaard who was third so they were the two best in the field Indeed. So that was an exciting race. And of course, that's still fresh in our, in our mind as, as it just happened this past Sunday. So now we've gone through pretty much not every single race, but the most of the races, the, all our challengers. And of course, the, the, those two big races, Blink Festival and Topritsvekan in Norway. But I think next, let's pick some individual performances and analyze some of the skiers, not just your team members, but the the others as well so that'll be next for us naturally it goes without saying that we can't read too much into uh, roller skiing and the performances but it gives you a little bit of indication and maybe points you to a certain direction uh, so let's evaluate or analyze some of the skiers now your team and uh, the other teams. Let's start, I'll just pick random names, but you mentioned Astrid Oerislind. Let's start from there. She did one race, really an impre impressive performance, knowing all the you know, troubles that uh, she's gone through. So what do you think about, let's call it her comeback now? I think it's, um, it's uh, good to see, and uh, especially for her also to get the... the received that she she's uh, on the right track um, like always when you analyze these performances on in the summertime in these roller ski races it's uh, uh, yeah someone say it's too early shape or uh, it's uh, something else but still it's for the athletes themselves it's much greater to be in good shape to win races than to be yeah minutes behind and stuff like that so uh, you can all, only take it positive it's uh, yeah it's good to see and you uh, you strongly believe that she will back back in the game come it's come yeah, it's hard to say, of course. I, I really hope so. I, I, and I believe so. I think she has been there. So all she has to do really is to be on the same level that she was two years ago. Then she's there. So um, 
it's only she that can that can maneuver that so but she's on the right track so let's hope for that since we are talking about the, the women in the women's field let's talk about your team uh Ida Ida Dahl and Jenny Larsen they didn't uh, race much they've been injured correct or what's going on with them yeah um Jenny has some trouble with uh, uh with her with her hand uh, after the winter so uh, it's um, a bit complicated but uh, um, it's looking pretty good but she missed out a lot of training uh, especially upper body training but um, as fast as everything is going to be 100% I think she will be back faster than she knows as faster than she believes um, Ida have had trouble with her back uh, uh, and uh, it's uh, of course it's uh, a bit complicated but it's still a lot of muscular thing also so it's not something um, I'm not I'm not that worried about either she will if she just do what she have been told to do she will uh, do a really good uh, season I, I think so but they have missed out this um, there is roller ski season that's but uh, still uh, it's we are preparing for the winter and hopeful for them at the starting line. So what you're saying is that even if they uh, skip this uh, roller ski season, they are on the right track and pre- you know, pre- preparing well for the winter season. Nothing to worry about. Mm, of course, uh, a, a bit worried, but still everything changes so fast. And if I think they are more worried than I am uh, about training and how, how much they have done, etc., etc. But I know that uh, if you have an injury, if you have been sick, just give it uh, a couple of weeks. You will be back sooner than you think. And uh, when they come back, they they will get that confirmation also that that's the way it is. So uh, it, this will be good, I think. And we can take a look at Max. I mean, he got injured and he uh, uh, broke his ribs and, and he took some time off, maybe two months even, this spring. Yeah. And look at him now. I mean, he's completely invincible. <laughs> yeah, I think that's also uh, good to know that uh, he's been injured. And of course, he, um, he, is, he has been in really good shape now and he had a lot of rest. But uh, to have that rest he had for especially the upper body for uh, months or so in the beginning of the season it's been a positive thing for the training later and to just to get the rest for one day two days or a week maybe sometimes it's uh, too less you need more you need to be uh, more fresh to get uh, the training to work so that's one result I think we see from Max. That happens quite a lot that you just kind of forced to take a longer break and then when you come back you actually come back stronger. Mm. So uh, but uh, let's move on. Uh, women, let's take Lena, your wife next. Uh, really impressive performances. She is 
She's in good shape. Yeah, it's uh, really stable. She um, she started up started off with the Vai Marathon when she had she had also had some problems. She she fell on her bicycle twice, so she had some. She didn't do any double pulling for almost all of July, but then it's been uh, still really good uh, with this season. She she haven't showed any weakness for uh, that we can uh, bring it to this injury. She's still really good, so it uh, yeah looking good. So it just to uh, keep fresh and stay healthy. It will be good this winter also, I think. But both of you uh, know that it's going to be a tough tough winter because we have so many strong women the field yeah. is becoming stronger we talked about Astrid maybe coming back uh, my next pick is uh, Marit Björgen well she mm. will do more races and didn't do that many roller ski races but the ones that she did you know definitely she's up there yeah yeah it was it's to have that season Alina had last year when she won almost every competition and was on the podium for one, every single one. Um, it's not realistic that will happen again, but uh, still we're working and hoping for that to happen again. But uh, you also have to be realistic and uh, just enjoying what you have and try to win those races when you're in good shape. Everything has to be... 100% to, to win a race it's not just your shape you have to go have good skis you have to be mentally prepared you have to be I think also for now when you have more and more good races in the race uh, when the tactic is being more and more uh, in the game the tactic must be right also to win the race so it's gonna be harder and harder and um it's uh yeah very really interesting season i think and we will enjoy it then let's talk about uh, the five-time champion uh, brita johansson nogren had a really tough tough season she did a couple of these roller ski races there knowing that roller skiing isn't really her forte what would you like to say about her definitely can't count her out uh no she's uh no she's uh, really strong she's uh, uh still she's she's there she's she's good and then um, if in the roller ski races if she doesn't keep up with the the first the second one it's yeah it can be also something with the technique or something i don't know but you see at her that she's good so I don't, I don't, she will be there this winter also in the top or better than last year. And then finally, uh, Hanna Falk, uh, kind of a, a rookie in a sense that she really has, hasn't done that many long distance uh, events or races, but of course, uh, World Cup skier, a great sprinter, uh, and she has really adapted well to long distance skiing and of course this Clara Eveslopet's victory is a good proof of that. Do you think that she will definitely be a force to be reckoned with come the winter of uh, 22? 
Uh, yes, in some competitions, I think she will be she, a competitor for the victory. She's um, the most important thing is that she's motivated. She wants to do this uh, 110%, uh, and then the result will come. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's really interesting to see in some competitions what she can do. And, and then, also, it brings more dynamic to the to women's class when the when that team has uh, more good women skiers. Also, and they have been with Elin and uh, Britta for a couple of years. Now they have Thea and they have Hannah and they have Britta in the Lager 157. So that's um, yeah, good to the game. You actually brought up a Thea Krukamurud, that name too. Yeah. She didn't do that many races. Uh, I mean, roller ski races here but uh, of course really good uh, performances towards the end of the, the winter season yeah definitely and i saw that the, the the one when she competed in yeah like an alliance operation when she picked up the speed and everything it looks really good and uh, she was uh, one of the best there anything else you want to say about the women's field based on other roller ski races that you've now seen and witnessed before we move on, move on to the, the men's side of things. Um, now I, I just uh, noticed that it's a lot of young, young uh, youth uh, skiers in the women's class who has been competing. That's good to see. Indeed, that's always great to have young skiers. Then the men's field. Uh, let's leave Max. You know, uh, let's talk talk about him at, at last. <laughs> Uh, let's take uh, Nigord there. Let's start with him, for example. Mm. Third, strong. You know, he won Tottenrullen. Yeah. Um, I think uh, he's kind of a slow starter. I think in the with the shape in this in this uh, summer season, but uh, I think he was really motivated to do a good result this weekend in Clarell's Loppet. And uh, yeah, he took the sprint finish, so he was best there, but beaten by two other guys. So, uh, but I think he was, um, yeah, he was good. He was looking good. So definitely, he's yeah. gonna be he's gonna be t- tough, you know, come the winter. Yeah, and uh, I don't know this. Uh, I didn't see the the race that he won Totarullen, but um, uh, I think that was a really close fight with. Martin Nyengit or something like that in the sprint finish. And uh, Johan Hull also. So, uh, yeah, he's, he is good at sprinting. So it's good to, uh, good good for this season to have one who can uh, compete with Emil Persson. Uh, good. Uh, and as you mentioned that, Johan Hurl, we have so many big, uh, good names out there. We are not going to talk about every single one of them, but uh, more names. Uh, Sunbu. He, Sunbu. Yeah, yeah. Martin Jonsson Sunbu uh, told us or told in the press that he hasn't really trained that much, only what... Uh, <laughs> what is that? Uh, meaning that hours? Uh, like one third of the are still training, <laughs> but and he did relatively well. I and mean, we have to remember his capacity. And uh, he was like a minute behind in that, uh, you know, the was it Topiritzvekan that race? And so he's up there. 
kind of confident. He said that he knows what needs to be done uh, yeah. come the you know, the fall season. What do you think about his chances? Uh, I, I, he impressed in the Brekka uphill in Topidosveka when he was in that uh, top group. Uh, but I can, I think he has the capacity, he has the motivation. Um, but I think he need to do more races in high speed, to, or in tougher terrain, tougher conditions. Then he will be there, I think, with his capacity. But uh, yeah, he will be there, I think, and six, seven around that. But um, I'm still hard to see him winning the races if it it's not special special uh, uphill races or tough conditions he's good but i think some people are better so special conditions are needed for for him to win that's what you're saying then what about the other comeback kid uh, well sinbu is not really a comeback kid. he didn't go anywhere he's been racing uh but uh, peter nordhug i no. think everybody was surprised by the clara Lopez's fifth place uh yeah how uh, i was surprised uh as the, when when i saw him the first time in uh, blink festival and he was not uh, yeah not near that he did this weekend so um and especially he wasn't at Clara's Lopet just to be in the bunch he was also uh being there to sprint <laughs> then also so yeah it's a really he, he seems calm he seems motivated he seems in harmonies and um, i think uh, he will be better than people think but how is it possible that he did so well as you said a few weeks ago in early august he didn't look i mean looked okay i mean looked but not that strong not capable of fighting for for podium and then suddenly Klarov is up at 90k and he's up there yeah but he uh, he has the capacity since before so it uh, then it it's um, much faster to get into shape than to get a new shape if you understand what i mean so um i've i've seen this so many times before that you can be in bad shape you haven't trained that much or you have been sick or have been injured and this uh, Peter have been in in prison <laughs> so it's like uh, of course his shape wasn't that good one and a half months ago but he has the capacity in his in his body so he have been I think he has been training really good he has been racing uh, every weekend and now he got paid for this effort so of course, I'm surprised that he was at this level, and he, that especially that he looked good. Also, not he got the fifth place by keeping the pace. Uh, he he made that result by himself. So, um, but um, still, if you have had that capacity that he has had, so it yeah, it's interesting to see how close to the top-level fallen uh, shape he can get. We'll see. That remains to be seen. But it's good to have him uh, in long-distance long skiing and also Sundbu and all these big names. Uh, Emil Persson, our um, 
champion. Mm-hmm. What do you want to say about him based on the uh, tight fight, you know, there with Max? So he's in shape. Yeah. Uh, no worries at all. He looks really good. Um, uh, he impressed a lot uh, in the Blink Festival and in the, in the relay when he went solo to chase us down when we were uh, when we were off with Ekohus, so uh, he looked really good, not only in the sprint finish, also with the going by himself, so he's good. Um, then so, what about um, Mordnede Pedersen? He did some of those races, uh, not, the, not the last ones here, but he's always up there, didn't win, but always constant. Yeah, uh, he's Mr. Constant. <laughs> he's always there, so... Um, and he was also very active in the races, doing a lot of things, uh, looking good shape. So, yeah, uh, and he's. Uh, but I'm more impressed, like I said earlier, by his new teammate Axel Jutteström. He has been looking really good uh, in these competitions, um, and also, if I just name drop some people. In the guys' field, uh, Torge Sulenhovland in Enkon. Uh, he's a really good sprinter and all have a good capacity also. So he's uh, really interesting for this winter, I think. That's a yeah, heads up for him. Lots of interesting uh, names. Going back to Clara Evis-Lopet, since that's kind of still fresh in our mind. Uh, Nordli, we talked about him a little bit. And also Stian Berg. About it. Mm. Uh, Stian Berg won the race uh, two years ago, 2019 edition, really strong again, fourth there, right behind or between uh, Peter Nortuk and uh, Nigord, Andreas Nigord. What do you want to say about those two skiers? Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I just think that it's really good that they are. There, they're showing the sh- good shape, and uh, if they manage to to lay down the, their cards right throughout this uh, uh, this autumn and pre-winter, they will have good results uh, in the Pro Tour. Indeed, that's uh, expected uh, from those guys. Any other names before we talk about your team, you guys in your team? Uh, ooh. Um, I think um, it's uh, been good to see um, it's been really up and down and you you kind of wait for for this podium of Vettletili uh, and I some of the races I, he's been really good uh, some of the races, some I don't know. He's not. I don't know if he's been struggling somehow. But uh, when he looks good, he looks really good. Uh, and we all wait for this top result to him. Indeed, we do. The the coffee boys. Uh, Bedle's a great guy. Let's hope that he can reach the podium sometime, uh, even this winter. But then your team, Team Ramudens, 
guys. And uh, let's start with the young one, Herman Paus. You happy with his performances in these uh, roller ski races? Yes, of course. Uh, I can say I'm not unha- I'm unhappy with his results. <laughs> I have to be, but he has been, you know, his results. Uh, he have no pressure to make results like this. Uh, in Clara Sloppe, he helped Max to bring down, chase down Stian and and uh, for Max to win the race. And after he had, he was completely uh, finished. He he broke a pole and then he stepped aside and he was out of the race. He was, but he he done a really good job and he was really really good. So. Um, uh, he impressed a lot in the uphill races, actually. Uh, he's, uh, that shows that he, he got the capacity. Uh, and uh, I, maybe he has a little bit, he's too light or the, the technique is not perfect for roller ski flat fast races. Uh, but um, it's really interesting to see what uh, if he had made some uh, more progress uh, this winter to be uh, like a top 10 candidate and then also Johannes have been really good a little bit up and down in these races but uh, he um, been really good in the uphill races really really good so um, and he showed yeah in the end of the season um, that uh, he's a top 10 candidate and his next step is to be on the podium uh, and we have some races that is good for Johannes and we have some races this winter that is good for Max so let's hope for for them to to make the podium results for us and speaking of Johannes Eklöf uh, there's a really good podcast you can go back and listen to that and he likes skating quite a lot he actually told me on the podcast that he's better at skating but there are no skating races in this no. <laughs> muskie no. classics but he seems to be a good double polar too so no yeah. no worries there. And then finally, Max. Max Novak. Invincible, unbeatable. And uh, already two years ago, he was there, fourth places. Next season, maybe not exactly what you guys hoped for. But is this now going to be Max Novak's winter? Um, yeah, let's hope for that. We will do everything we can to, to have him First of all, to take his first podium, uh, and then uh, second of all, that uh, he should win a race, and that is uh, hopefully Vasa Loppet. Um, he has the capacity, and definitely he has the ambition to do that. So we are giving giving him all the support to, for him to to do that. Um, he had a lot of trouble this winter with uh, breaking poles and skis and bindings and yeah stuff like that. And it's good to see that that, that haven't been um, on his head uh, 100%. He's now uh, yeah another focused guy. So I think this will be a good winter for him. Why is he so good at roller skiing? Um, uh, like I said, it's a combination of a lot of things, of course, and he doesn't have the 100% answer. I don't have the 100% answer, but my analysis is that, of course, he had a 
uh, good rest and uh, start training, getting good shape. So he's in really good shape. Um, he have been improving his technique. Um, so and that in combination with a mental thing also with start winning, starting feeling that uh, you are are capable of doing things, taking an initiative in the races to to win them. Uh, that is uh, somehow some kind of combination of it. You mentioned the technique, and it was definitely detectable. I mean, he mm. when he uh, sped up, you know, that he still was able to keep that really focused and 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 fine-tuned technique all the way through, even when it's a high-tempo uh, double pulling. Yeah. So certainly a very technical skier out there. Uh, before we uh, wrap up, uh, what do you guys are doing after this? Now the the race, the summer season, the racing season on roller skis uh, is pretty much over. What's uh, uh, what's in the cards for you guys? Uh, yeah, the the ones that uh, in the team that have been trained that been trained by Matthias Reck, they have. Um, uh, rest this week um, we call it a const pause uh, before we start training again or they start training again uh, and then we go uh, start up next week with easier training and then we go to to Båsta to warmer place in Sweden and have a, a first camp uh, for this autumn uh, and then uh, we'll probably see what the future brings in snow conditions and so if we go on good snow conditions or if we go to warmer places to have a lot of training this in October November before the, the season kicks off so you're definitely getting ready for the winter. So before I let you go, and based on all this, uh, all these roller skis and this analysis that you just uh, given us, uh, please give us uh, your top three uh, men and women, uh, you know, for the for the next season, the champion competition, and their best three teams. Your prediction could be your wish Ooh. to, but what do you think? Number one and two and three, men and women. Uh, I I just it's um, uh, if you could just go on the statistic, uh, there should be three teams. It should be us. It should be Lager on the fifty-seven and uh, a team Ragde Eindom who should be in the top. Uh, but I think we will have a close battle also with team Ekohus and team Enkon um, and also with uh, Koteng again and Russians um, yeah and the Russians also of course so but stati statistically they will be us three uh, also in the women it uh, should be Lena it should be Thea and uh, it should be uh, Ida and uh, of course Emilie Fletten. And uh, now I mentioned four, so uh, I take Ida and and uh, Emilie Fletten and Lina. Um, and then for the men, 
then uh, I can't say max, of course, because statistics, uh, if you take this statistic from this uh, summer season, I can bring him to the top three. So I do that uh, together with Emil Persson and Andreas Nygård. Good names, good names indeed. Thank you very much, uh, Gustav. As always, it's been insightful, enlightening uh, talk to you and to go through all these roller ski races. And good luck with your team. Now we all uh, start preparing for the winter season. Still have a few months before that happens. Usha then in Usha, uh, Sweden, will start just before Christmas. So thank you very much for being part thank of you. this podcast once again. Thank you very much. And you folks out there, as always, I need to thank you for listening. And uh, remember, you can always send us questions, requests, uh, ideas, things like that. And the address is podcast at wsportsmedia.com. Once again, podcast at wsportsmedia.com. For now, I'll say goodbye and... uh, Let's get together again come next Saturday. Bye-bye. This podcast is a W Sports Media production.